Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I have Steve, Chris, Lauren, and Sharpie. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Howdy, hi. Uh, Today's show, listener questions. Always a favorite. I have an iPhone full of questions I'm looking at right now. Do you have your magnifying glass, Grandpa? I, I, no, I just told my Are you phone, kidding like, me? He has his monocle. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's wearing his peanut uniform today. I want to bring back my, my... Yes. Or playing Monopoly. Yes. Mr. Mm-hmm. Rich Uncle Moneybags over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. I need a monocle. I wonder where I, I would get one of those. I can see it. Do they have like Google glasses for monocles? They should. Oh, look at this! Yeah, so yeah. many things we could do. The 21st century version of the monocle. <laughs> I like it. All right, so how are we doing this, Lisa? Who's up? Um, who's on first, Lisa? Okay, let me look. Okay, so if we're going alphabetically, Chris is up first. Yay! Okay, <clears throat> the first one we got actually was a message, and so I can't say the listener's name because she and her husband are planning on, you know, trying to start a family and they don't really want anyone to know. So she just wants to know, I would love to do a photo shot in Walt Disney world to announce the news, any tips on doing Disney pregnant. So I'm guessing what she means is she's going to go to Disney while she's very early on and do a photo shoot announcing the pregnancy and then put up a picture, which is very cute. I've seen people do that. Um, as I am an unsentimental, heartless person, however, I don't really have a lot of insights. So what do y'all think? Mm. Well, I think you could get a professional service if you wanted to. Um, yeah, we do think you're heartless. I, thank you. I work at it. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, you know yeah, what I like? I think that would be really cute. Wait a minute. So. Sharpie, you did a photo shoot. Was it in the Magic Kingdom? We did, yes. So did you use a Disney photographer or how did you do that? We we arranged uh, with a photographer in the Orlando area uh, who is skilled at avoiding Disney's roaming eye Ooh. for professional photographers shooting in the parks. Because you're not allowed to do that, right? You're not allowed to do that. So, but our people could very easily, like she could just like, um, put a big smiley face on her shirt and he could have like two thumbs up and they could take a picture in front of the castle. That would be great. Uh, my they could personal, just use their iPhone. My personal recommendation for this would be to get, uh, matching Minnie and Mickey hats for mom and dad and to get one of the baby's first Minnie or Mickey hats. And make the announcement with them holding the hat or putting the hat on mama's belly. Oh, God. I'm I think be that sick. would be cute. I think okay. Be so, cute. and you know what? I've also saw one where they did like that little Dumbo statue. Oh, yeah. Where they had the castle in the background and they had a Dumbo thing and they put the little hats there. That was pretty nauseating. I'm kidding. <laughs> it was cute. They could go <laughs> in with an empty stroller and say, what's missing? That's just sad. Coming soon to a stroller near you. (laughs) Yeah. What I plan on doing in like later years with my therapy cat. (laughs) (laughs) It won't be cute though. It'll just be sad. Um, Okay. Lauren, do you have any ideas? 
Mm, aside from what you see all the time on Facebook? No, what do I you mean. See? What do you see? Because I don't ever see any of that. You see people with the T-shirts, but I don't think I don't anybody know. does it professionally. Like they'll just say, you know, their gender reveal or, you know, we're having a baby and it's, you know, it's a a photo of something on a T-shirt that says it, you know, or baby makes three on their T-shirt, you know, stuff like that. Or we bought, brought back the ultimate souvenir. Yeah. Yep. That, that's, <laughs> that, that's a good one. Actually, didn't we have an agent who did that once? She told everyone it was really an unpleasant conversation. Anyway, I digress. I've okay. seen pictures of people with um, even uh, like a teddy bear with mouse ears and a T-shirt on. Says we're expecting things like that. So. What I about the empty help. stroller? <laughs> what? An empty stroller? Again with the empty <laughs> stroller. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing. There's so many, you know what? I, I think the problem is we are all, you know, all our kids, we're not having any more on this show. I don't know, maybe Sharpie. I don't know, but you know, for the most part, we're done with that and we're not really in that stage. So I kind of apologize, but, um, I would love to see what you end up doing. So send us a picture when you're, you know, when you're done and it would be great. So, okay. and I'm sorry if we joked about, you know, we're just heartless. No, there are definitely some good ideas out there, and most of them do stem we, around the the little baby ear hats, my first ears, or the um, the t shirts. And there are some really cute Disney any. socks and outfits. Oh, you could go nuts with all that. Yeah, hold up the Pinterest. little the little Mickey socks, and I don't know. Guess what our next did. step is? I don't know. I'm. Corny. I bet if you Googled baby announcement Magic Kingdom you would come up with like everything under the sun. I'm Googling baby announcement. Uh, I'm doing it too. She didn't oh, mean exactly right now. Well, maybe wait. Maybe okay. Oh so. my God. The cutest things ever. Like a lady is standing with Mickey and Minnie and she's got like a little sign and they're doing their little picture. And then she's got like a sign showing how many weeks she is. Oh, this is all really, Oh my God. The best one is the people on Buzz Lightyear with the sign that says, Baby on board. Okay, that's it. This is what you have to do. When you get the picture taken on Buzz Lightyear, and you know, it's not going to be the best picture because everyone looks kind of crazy in that picture, but you get the little sign that says baby on board and to take the picture and put that out. That's the one. That's adorable. I like the one that says prince or princess and they're holding a pink and a blue balloon. That's, that, cute. that's, that's cute. I like that. That's, that's cute. It's those. Oh my gosh. The double well, balloons. But that's like a whole thing, though, Lisa. She's got like a gown on, and he's wearing yeah, shorts because men don't care what they wear. Yeah, that was and, definitely uh, planned. And it looks very private. Yeah, it looks like they did like a Disney photo shoot. Oh, my gosh, this is a cute one. Okay, so now we're... Why didn't we look at this before? <laughs> All right. Well, well, good luck. All right, wow. moving on. Lauren, you're going to take the next question. Okay, so I actually have one that's a specific question from me, from Casey Nicole Bohannon. And she said she relates all too well when she listens to the shows. And she wants to know where I would say the best wine on Disney property is. I'm interested to hear the answer to this one as well. For me, I love Tuto Gusto for wine. 
in Italy in Epcot. Um, I love to go in there and have a couple glasses of wine and relax. And I just think they have the the best wine that I've had. I'm sure Victorian Alberts probably has better wine. Um, but that's not someplace you can go to easily. And, you know, I think Tutto Gusto for being realistic to be able to get to something and do it. I think they're great. I think contemporary, um, California grill also has a great wine. Do you remember that special day that we went to Tutto Gusto and you had wine? No. (laughs) It was special. No, don't recall. (laughs) So I would say go to Tutto Gusto and, and get your wine on. Enjoy. So I'm going to do Stephanie's because it spoke to me. It's like we're on the same wave, same wavelength here. So Stephanie writes, for our next trip, I'm trying to decide if we drive down or fly. This is, a, this is something I deal with every time as well. What are the pros and cons to having a car? Is parking free? Is it faster or slower than the bus for the transportation? Uh, and they've, she's only done the transportation before and they have three boys who will be 11, eight and four. So should you drive or fly now? And Chris is also in Atlanta. So for us, it's kind of, it's kind of the same amount of time you save a a few hours by flying, but by the time you you save like one hour, by the time you, when you consider magical express and all that stuff at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. You save one to two hours maybe because by the time you get to the airport early and park and go through security and get there, you know, wait, get on the flight. And then you have to get your luggage or do magical express and all that. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a savings. It depends on where you're driving from. Uh, I, and sometimes I like, like we would be driving from Illinois. Yeah. Okay. So you've got, it's a ways I might fly. The only thing I don't like about flying is for us too, is, you know, if you've got an, uh, if you're leaving early in the morning, if an early flight and they want to get you there, what, three hours before your flight, then you're getting a magical express very early in the morning to go back to the airport. And I don't like, you know, wasting the three hours of my day and then sitting kind of sitting at the airport. And I don't like to, you know, worry about packing and missing my flight and all that. So if you drive, you can kind of go at your leisure. You can decide if you want to have lunch or do some last rides of the day on the last day or, and kind of plan it out. And for us to get back to Atlanta, you know, we could stay till lunchtime or whatever, and then just head on out. Um, and then also, like you said, the advantage of having a car on property It's nice if you want to go off property, if you don't want to eat every meal at Disney World and you want to have maybe a more affordable meal somewhere on, uh, I don't know, on International Drive or on 92. Is it 92 or 192? 192. Thank you. So, yeah, if you want to have a meal on 192 and uh, or if, you know, if you just want some fast food or alehouse or something just to to break it up. And then parking is free if you drive and you're staying on on site at a Disney hotel. They'll give you a parking pass so you get into the hotel and you can get into the parks. You do uh, – we usually take the bus to Magic Kingdom because we don't want to park over uh, and take the – what is it? The, the tram or the shuttle. So we usually will take right. the bus and then we'll maybe drive to Epcot or – over to Hollywood Studios or over to Animal Kingdom, depending on what we want to do. But 
it makes it a little more convenient so you don't have to wait on the buses. Or if you want to go to another resort to eat dinner, it makes it a lot easier to have your own car to just go over there and not try to figure out how to do that on the bus system or just take an Uber or a cab. So, yeah, there's advantages to both. But if you're coming all the way from Illinois and, and you got to drive like, oof, it's like, tw- I know we've driven up to Chicago and it's like 12 hours and then it's another seven. So that's, that's a little far to drive. So anybody else have anything on driving or flying? You know, no. I have boys and uh, being stuck in the car with boys <laughs> can be boys. tough because, you know, sooner or later, someone's going to punch someone. So, the, you know, I mean, and all, all joking aside, any, any kids are going to get tired on a long road trip. And sometimes you have to think about, okay, I'm paying for gas. I'm paying for really bad meals on the road. And then I'm paying for a hotel, probably coming from an Illinois, you're probably not going straight through. So when you add all that and think about the hassle of having, you know, just, it's a really long couple of days, taking time off of work and away from, you know, whatever else you're doing at home. I think from where you're going, it's ideal to kind of maybe um, fly. But that's going to depend on the cost. And also, like for us, like like Steve said, it's so easy for us to get, you know, if you're anywhere in the southeast, it's a half day or even a full day. So it's pretty easy for us to get, you know, around. Mm-hmm. Plus, you have to take the safety of of driving that distance in mind, too. Good point. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's a long way. Uh, even shift driving, mm-hmm. you're definitely going to need to spend at least one night, maybe maybe even two, depending on on how well your kids travel. But yeah, that's for that distance. I, I mean, from the time that you're going to use driving down and the time that you're going to use driving back, I mean, keeping your eye out for good flight prices is going to make the decision for you. Yeah. Can I, can I tell people about an app that I've been using? I've been using hopper, which is a free app you can put on your phone and you just put your flights in and they give you like options all the time. And I'll get like an update and I'll go, you know, your round trip trip to Paris, which, okay. So I occasionally put in flights to Paris to see if I can get a cheap one, um, is, you know, $979. And then it'll tell you, we think this is as low as it's going to go for those dates, or we think it'll drop another $50. So it's kind of, I really like it and I haven't booked anything on it yet. And, and if any of y'all know of any ideas, you know, go ahead and, and let us know. But I um, use it all the time. You use Hopper too? Okay. Yeah. And have you found it really useful? Because I, I, I just started I don't using it. Book the flights through Hopper. I just watch them through there and right. then I switch. I just book it directly with the airline. Okay. The only thing I didn't like was, of course, they don't work with Southwest, which for me out of Atlanta is often the cheapest. So, but yeah, check it out. Get yourself an app on your phone and try to find something. You can always, um, you know, drive if you don't get a good deal. All right. Sharpie, you're up with the listener question. So listener question, specifically dealing with the question of whether there may or may not be soft openings for uh, Pandora Avatar Land at Animal Kingdom in early May. Uh, early May, I would say most likely not. Uh, Mid-May, possibly. Late May, the week leading up to uh, the, the scheduled 
like kind of grand opening, I would say almost definitely. I mean, they're they're going to be doing media uh, and <coughs> travel agency events that whole week leading up to the weekend opening. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if there were the opportunity to do kind of a soft opening tour, taking one one or more of the attractions uh, at specific times of the day. Wouldn't be surprised at all if they did that. However, uh, Disney has been handling things a little bit differently with soft openings uh, in that they've been doing far more testing with cast members uh, leading up to opening a new attraction. So kind of more more apt for attractions that have been down for refurbishment than an entirely brand new land. So I wouldn't get your hopes up for early May at all. Really? I, I, I don't even think they'll be finished with their complete finishing touches and safety inspections and all that kind of stuff by early May. So Chrissy, I wouldn't get your hopes up for early May. Late May, possibilities there. You know what I think? I think you're right. I don't think they'll do anything for early May, but I think before that media event, which incidentally we didn't get invited to, but I think before that media event takes place on the, is it the, when is it? The 25th? I think they'll, will have been open for a few days before then. Yeah. Getting, getting bugs ironed out. Yeah. Yeah. They like to, if they can, they like to run the general public and everybody through there for week or two weeks at least. And then they do the quote unquote grand opening, but it's already been open for at least two weeks and yeah. all the Disney blogs and all the thrill rides and visit Orlando people have posted about it. But most people that aren't following Disney on a day-to-day basis, you know, don't haven't seen anything. And then all your big media outlets and bloggers and everybody finally goes to the event and posts the grand opening. That's why I don't think her question is that far off because Steve, if you're right and like they do the media event, you know, the 24th and two weeks before that, I mean, easily somewhat early May, not, you know, not the first week, but maybe the second, I think you'll see it. Um, And they've had a long time where they've had, is it two, three years? No, it's almost six. That's just for rivers of light. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. They've had a long time with, Pandora, so. One of the most anticlimactic uh, attraction openings in Disney history. And we will be there. Just so you know, we're, we'll be Facebook Live as soon as we can get in. Like, we'll be knocking down. I think Lauren's there. Lauren will probably be the first one in it. So. God willing. Yes. All right. I'm going to grab the next one. And this is from Brooke. And let's see. Brooke wants to know if you had to do just one at each park, what would you do? Open the park or close the park? And it can vary by park. Ah, that's a tough one because I think there are advantages to both. Um, I think animal kingdom, I would want to open. Um, because I think that the crowds are lower. They're going to be lower um, both in the morning and in the evening, closer to to close when it gets later. But the animals are going to be a little more active. And I I just think morning is good for Animal Kingdom. Hollywood Studios. 
gosh, I'm going to go with morning again. I just think that you're going to be able to get on more of the rides. Ah, I don't know. This is tough. Well, you could set yeah, up fast passes. You have to take nighttime attractions and uh, nighttime yeah. shows into consideration on, on some of these parks now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, well, all the parks have some all of them. nighttime yeah. show. Yeah. I don't know. Getting used to Rivers of Light being open. Huh. It was only a year. Yeah. But you're not missing anything by skipping that one. <laughs> okay. So Epcot, I think I'm going to do um, close the park because only half the park really opens at nine and then the rest opens at 11. So that's not, in my opinion, the best expenditure of time. Um, so we're going to close that park. And I think it's really pretty walking around the World Showcase at night. Yeah. Um, everything's lit up and it's pretty. So I like that. Magic Kingdom, I think the advantages to going early in the morning, you know, at Rope Drop, those, you're going to get in so many rides in the first two to three hours, um, especially if they're uh, extra magic hours. But at night, especially in the summer or the peak times when they have two parades a night and fireworks, you have all all that stuff going on. Uh, If you use that time to go to the rides instead of seeing the parades and the firework show. I think you can take advantage of that. So I like that too. Yeah. Usually after the first parade, if they're doing two parades, is it two parades or two? Yeah, it's two parades, two parades, one firework. Yeah. After the first parade, the kids are asleep and they're, you know, rolling them out of there and wheelchairs are carrying. Wait, in magic kingdom, magic kingdom. There's no parades at night. Well, when they used to do them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're just kind of going with history because things are different. Yeah. But hopefully they'll bring uh, that. Plus they now have the nighttime over. version of the uh, block party. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. They need to bring the Disneyland parade over. But a lot of a lot of families, we have to stay for the parade and they will have another parade and they're going to go back to their two parades and their one fireworks. So I yeah. think this is still going to be a steadfast, you know, strategy um they just want to make it to the parade they want to see the nighttime parade and then they just book it after that um uh, option b is they they wait for the parade and then they do the fireworks and then they book it um it's only the i don't know the the truly dedicated that wait for that 11 o'clock parade at night and um and watch that and see the the park to the end yeah or go on the rides yeah, the rides can get pretty um, short, short-lined. Yeah, short-queued. All right, Chris, you're up next. Which one do you okay, have? Okay, so Tracy asked something that actually Lauren and I were discussing this morning. You know, sort of peripherally, which is I'm going to Disney without the dining plan. What are some good sit-down counter service uh, restaurants that are decent value for two adults and two kids ages five and six? That's a so, question. yeah, it is. And we were sort of talking about this this morning because trying to figure out from the other perspective of having the quick service dining plan and how you use it to the best of your advantage, because sometimes people do ask us just for the quick service plan. And if I recall correctly, Lauren, you and I decided that it was actually not as good of a deal as having the entire plan. Um, but... If you're going without the dining plan, that's an entirely different thing because instead of going somewhere like Be Our Guest where you're t- you're paying 23 to $25 for a quick service meal and a drink, 
you want to go somewhere where you're paying maybe 12 to $15 for a drink and a meal. So, I mean, I always like, okay, I'm like led to center on this. I actually like Cosmic Rays. I think they have a good burger. Um, that's in the Magic Kingdom, if, if you're not familiar with that. I like um, Columbia Harbor House for some different things. I know that Lisa has gotten the broccoli and like, you know, some grilled chicken or, or something, you know, that she tries to eat a little healthier. Um, they do have like a tuna fish sandwich there that's good. So you're not constantly eating burgers and hot dogs. Um, I think downtown Disney has some great options, but they're very expensive if you're not on the dining plan. You know, if you, you know, Sharpie has mentioned Wolfgang Pucks. He likes going there. He thinks it's a great deal. The thing about Wolfgang Pucks is it's only a good deal if you're on the dining plan. Otherwise, you just paid 20 Very true. Yeah. Otherwise you just paid $25 for a quick service meal. So this is tough. And, and here, here's where Tracy, if I were you, I would actually get that quick service dining plan because your little ones are only paying $20. Is it? Yeah. It's $20 a day for the quick service plan for kids and your kids age group. You really can't feed them for that. And so no that's, so that's going to kind of make up for the fact that your part of the plan is like $45. So you're looking at about $130 a day for everyone to have two meals and two snacks. I think in your case, it's actually worth it because of the kid's age. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the quick service dining plan. I think it's a break even. I don't think there's ever a case where you come ahead there. I think they break even if or possibly come ahead if they're doing things like blaze pizza, if they're going, you know, to be our guests or Wolfgang puck, things like do, that. Do something like via Napoli for dinner. Like you can get a pizza there and you're sharing the cost of a pizza. So it's not, I mean, it's an expensive pizza, but it's still cheaper than four people eating at a sit down restaurant. And honestly, like I, I really think that we got more food on the quick service dining plan than what we do on the table service dining plan. If you're looking strictly at quantity of food versus quality over quality and quantity, I feel like we, all we did was eat with the quick service dining plan. So you, you would say get the quick. So Lauren, you're saying don't get it. And Sharpie, you're saying get it. I feel like the quick service dining plan is literally just a break even. It's convenient. And if if you're looking for that, I think that's a good way to go. But if you're looking for a value where you're going to save money, I don't know if that's the way to go. What about you, If you're on a very fixed budget, do the dining plan because it will keep you in budget hands down. Absolutely. Well, it'll keep you in budget and it'll also keep you from having those moments on your trip where you're like, no, little Johnny, you can't have... The Mickey the ice cream bar. You've got to have that little tiny hamburger, you know? I mean, and I, I say that to a lot of people and you know what? I like, I'm going in April. I'm kind of disappointed because the twins are turning, they turn 10. And to be honest, I'm not they're They don't eat like adults and they would be on the adult plan. So we're not getting the dining plan for a little while, I think until they're a little older. And, um, I'm kind of disappointed and I'm mainly disappointed because my husband is cheap. And when he sees those bills, he's just going to like be a little sad. So I like having the dining plan because it's like order whatever you want, you know? Yeah. I have to, it depends if you plan it out and you know where you're going to go and you've got it all planned out, uh, then you could probably make the numbers work. And as long as, you know, you, you stick to it and you don't, 
you know, have a fast pass that cha- that you change and you get sidetracked or you, or you decide not to skip a meal or a kid doesn't get sick, uh, then you could probably maybe pull ahead if you, and if you pick the fancier quick service. But if you're just going to kind of go and play it by ear and walk into a place um, and get, you know, the chicken, you know, chicken sandwich and fries or a burger and fries, then you'll probably break even or, or, or it might not be worth it. I think the problem with too much quick service is people get really sick of grease, well, you know, because it's, yeah, it's no really problem. hard to eat healthy on the, that plan. Yeah. Unless you do like, you know, a Wolfgang puck, but then you've got to be over at downtown Disney. If you're going from park to park to park, it's kind of hard. And when yeah. I got to eat this last time we went to um, Tusker house, it was just a relief to have some different food options and some flavors and not the, the burger and fries and ABC commissary and all the other stuff we were eating, the kind of standard theme park food. So, all right. Anything else on dining plans? We moving on. All right. I think we're moving on. So Lauren, you've got the next one. All right. So the next one is from Steve Yadaw. Hi, Steve. Um, he wants to know how we would handle booking a split stay so that you can do the celebration of Harry Potter and go to Disney. So honestly, Steve, in my opinion, if you're going to do a split stay, I would, it's, it's going to be more expensive. Um, personally, I think universal is its own vacation now. Um, especially with the opening of volcano Bay. I think that you can do, you know, three full days in Universal and even throw in a day at SeaWorld and make that a trip by itself. And you're going to save some money doing that because the the tickets are what get you. And in both parks, Disney and Universal, you wind up spending double the amount of money on your tickets. Yeah. So if you really want to do the split stay and depending on when you're going, if you're only going to do like a one day just to kind of hit the Harry Potter things, then you can stay at Disney and just take a taxi over to Universal and do it one day there. But if you really want to try to experience a lot of the Universal parks, I would recommend two days there and at least a one or two night stay at Universal. I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree. No, I agree. agree. Especially if you're going to do the, uh, a resort that comes with express pass. Exactly. Especially when you're going, like if you're going during a, a, a busy time for universal, that express pass is nice. It's I agree. Yeah. It's the way to go now. It's definitely, we, every, we get a lot of people that want to do the split stay and they think, Oh, instead of, you know, my fifth or sixth day at Disney at $15 a person, just to add that day, I'll go to universal. But then you're buying a one-day ticket, and a one-day ticket is very expensive, like Lauren said. And then, of course, you want to be able to get on the Hogwarts Express and not have your kids crying there because they can't get on to go to the other Harry Potter attractions. Uh, so then you have to get a park-to-park ticket. And then you don't get the Express Pass because you didn't stay at one of the hotels. And it's its own it's, – it's like going to Disneyland. It's another whole park that has you know two theme parks, almost a third on, a third on its way really nice hotels and we've gone and just stayed, I don't know, three or four days and the hotels are nice. I mean, we spent a day just at the pool or, you know, hanging out at the hotel and then you have yeah. 
at least one day at one of the parks and another day at one at Islands of Adventure and one at Universal Studios Florida. And then if you wanted to do a water park or an Orlando day or a SeaWorld, like Lauren said, it's its own. It's easily it's its own vacation, and it's a much better deal if you plan it that way and stay on property at yeah. Universal. I agree. Yeah. I want to go. We still haven't Me taken too. the kids to the new Harry Potter uh, Diagon, Alley. Diagon Alley. And that is amazing. It's just. If we do that, we're going to have to do an interactive wand. Even the Kong ride. I love the, everybody, the, the reviews on the Kong ride that I tried not to read, but the overall feel was that it wasn't great. And then I went on it. I thought it was fabulous. The King Kong ride. It was good. It was really good. It was, I mean, it was a lot more um, graphic. It was definitely PG-13. Oh, yeah. It was scarier than I thought it would be. Yeah. It was Just awesome. from a, a a fighting, violent standpoint. Well, King Kong, he's not like <coughs> making you a Valentine. Blowing kisses. Mm. <laughs> Thanks. It's King Kong. I know, but wow. It's, it's something. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. I think something, that, especially with Universal, that I've kind of caught myself in is trying to compare Disney to Universal. You, well, you can't. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's two totally different environments. Uh, and I recently saw a Universal uh, TV advertisement, and they really are marketing toward Disney's fan base. Whose kids are getting older. Yeah, their whole new marketing campaign. I just saw that ad. Yeah. It's it's the little princess, and then they show her they show her as a little princess, and then they show her growing up to Harry Potter. And they show her dressed right. up as yeah, they're going to the wow. now they've grown up. They show everybody as a kid at Disney, and then they show that same kid grown up four years later or five years later doing the next step. At Universal. That kind of smacks of desperation. No, it doesn't. No, it, it, it says your kids have outgrown. Yes. What 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 yeah. you loved that they loved. It's time for the thrill of. Ugh. It does. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I, I really commend them on going. Admitting in, they're not as good at Disney as Disney. No. <laughs> It, 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 that's not at all what they're saying. In this, it it this kind of is. No, I they're mean, saying that your kid loved Disney World and they show them maybe riding Dumbo or something, but now they're riding, you know, Transformers. I mean, it's it's the... She may have wanted to be a princess, but now she wants to be a wizard. Yes. You know what? I actually, exactly. I do like Universal. There's no question about it. I think the hotels are phenomenal. They're, they are. There's The parks are wonderful, but... Those parks will never be Disney. Well, the I don't, they're not supposed to be. They're not trying to be Disney Park. They're a completely different animal, in my opinion. But I think they, they are, but I mean, to me, that that adverti- that advertising is just off. I no, don't know. No, it's not. You have to and the, it. and the depth well of theming is much better. Specifically with Diagon Alley. Oh, it's, oh, it's fantastic. Blows Disney out of the water it right does. now. It's still well, flat out. Yeah. It is. It's amazing, but that's what that's when. Ugh. It's extremely I mean, immersive. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, like I said, I, I go over there, we all have annual passes and, you know, my boys would rather, you know, they want their Disney, but they, at least one day a trip, they want to go over there. 
Um, my daughter absolutely refuses to go. But um, so she's not that princess who's ready to leave. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's not the same. I think the, the now that we're on this topic, just for a quick second. Yeah, like Chris said, or Sharpie, the, uh, the theming, it's amazing how well the theming is at Universal Studios. And I keep, I'm waiting to see if Avid, you, you they did the Diagon Alley and you're like, well, what's Disney going to do? Are they going to do something better? Well, because they always answer each or other. Or they did, or they did the, right. we just watched the Back to the Future movies with the kids and they did that Back to the Future ride. And I thought that was absolutely amazing when that came out at Universal Studios. And I still don't think they, you know, they ever did anything that was, they, you know, Soren is uh, sort of like that, but it seems like. Even that Spider-Man ride at Universal Studios was back in the day was the most amazing thing. And I still think it's, you know, better than a lot of the attractions at Disney. I don't know. They, they use better technology. The environments are very immersive. Um, I don't, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just different. I think Universal has the upper hand when it comes to simulators and yeah. technology. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And I don't think Disney compares oh, as no, far as, you know, that plane. Anyway. Yes. And like you said, the, but Disney the, 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 has the upper hand when it comes to magic. Well, Disney has are, the, yeah. Well, the, the, the warm Disney, fuzzy magic the market cornered on magic. Oh yeah. They, and they, the stat, the cast members are amazing and it's all about the history and the, uh, it's, yeah, it's, you have to take your kids to Disney. You have to go to Disney World or Disneyland. Sorry, or we got off on that question. Was that and that yeah, was yeah, uh, we definitely digressed on that one. So go to Universal Studios. We, if you couldn't tell, we like Universal Studios too. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like that a long time ago, but now it's it's definitely you know, its own thing. Here, here's the problem, and we mm -hmm. get this all the time. People want, like, you know, to get back to the original question. People want to do that one day. And that may, I'm not sure if that's what um, yes. this individual is asking, but um, they want to do that one day. And then they find out it's $179 plus you have to get over there for one day, park that's to park. Much. And almost no one ever goes. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't so think the one, day right. is, the one day is the like one day. The one day, no. Get a no. night and go for two days. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And it's still so expensive to do that because you're still paying double the price of the tickets. But if it's something you really want to do and you just can't give up your Disney stay, then do the two nights. Yeah. Or, or, or do a short universal trip later in the year. Yeah. yeah. That's actually do a, someone who's going do to do a three that. night. I, I have a dad, his, his older child and the younger kids too young for it. It's like four, but the older one is like, really into Harry Potter and we priced it out and they were already spending quite a lot on their February trip. And he's like, you know what? I'm coming back down in December. And I yeah. thought that is a good idea. Just do your short two or three nights. You know, they could do a long weekend. The wife's a teacher. So it's a little harder to get all that together. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's good advice to do that shorter universal trip. If you Plus can with the opening of uh, volcano Island, volcano Bay. Yeah. Time to wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you enjoy listening to the shows, you can find more of them at iTunes and also at mousechat.net. If you have some comments or questions for us, those can be sent to comments at mousechat.net. We'll be happy to read those and maybe even use them on a show. 
Thanks for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.